0: okay good morning traders very very well welcome to today's early morning trade plan which is your opportunity to be as prepared as we possibly can uh, for today's trading opportunities so without further ado um a lot has happened uh, not just on friday but of course uh, over the weekend uh, and overnight so we've got a it's actually quite a straightforward little session today um nothing too overly complicated um however we will just highlight a little bit of a, a kind of a warning or a concern. That Certainly we have about about some of our traders. Um, so look, we we'll get into it now in just a second And um, please see our risk warning currently up on screen. Just be broadly mindful of uh, trading these financial markets mm-hmm. And this is a quick introduction um, all profitable traders You need to make some decisions regarding which markets to trade now this is um there's a lot of sort of educators and traders out there that will uh, just focus on one or two markets or maybe three markets or something like that. And the problem with that is you're 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 really limiting yourself to uh, perhaps other markets which are, are really explosive. Um, so that can be a little bit of a concern. Um, so if you can have, a, um, I suppose, an approach which allows you to, so for example, what we do is we look at 16 markets Every morning we have our early morning trade plan session, which we narrow that down to maybe four, five, six markets, and then within our trading um, sessions, we actually narrow down even more. So we might get into two, three. So we have this sieving effect of, of of you know which markets to trade, why do we trade those markets, and which markets we want to get into under the current market conditions. So we have a sort of a multi asset class view of these markets because we don't want to be just focusing on currencies if the commodities are flying um the indices uh, you know they're absolutely you know getting smashed and we're focusing on you know the oil market for example even though the oil market is falling as well at the minute um so yeah so 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 trade selection is a very very important very important because you miss out on on potentially some huge opportunities you know if you if you don't if you're not looking at the yen for example um, which we've seen uh, over the last few trading days then of course you need to make some decisions regarding where to enter where to exit how do you manage risk um, how do you uh, trade manage each trade hopefully to a successful outcome and trend psychology all of these are very important elements to trading irrespective of your actual technical uh, approach for, for, for getting in and out of markets which I'll talk about in just a second so th- that's what this live trading is to do is designed to prepare you for today's trading opportunities. so we create a plan, we post it into the chat box, and, and we look to trade that plan. And it's it's quite straightforward, there's nothing overly complicated about it, it's very easy to learn and, and, and to run with. Um, but we, we take on board a lot of these considerations, and having that plan really focuses our attentions on where we wanna be over the course of the coming trading session. So I hope that makes sense. Uh, we address these considerations live every day in our trade rooms, so we're always talking about these elements, and we're strong advocates of being patient um, consistent and disciplined as well with our capital. Okay, so let's have a look at these. Let's see if there's any major news events. So really, you, you may have seen the explosive moves that we've been seeing in these markets. Um, oops, sorry, this is, yeah. So we, we, we've we now got uh, a new prime minister uh, in Italy. So um, it's very much in line with kind of the expected result so we can have a look at at the Euro in a little bit more detail. We're going to be hearing from Christine Lagarde today as well. Um, Just want to just have a finger on the pulse, to testify before the Committee of Economic and Monetary Affairs in Brussels. So I'm sure the ECB and and Christine Lagarde will get a bit of a grilling um, just regarding the the central bank's approach to, uh, I suppose, to inflation. Um, What it seems to be is that these central banks have started behind the curve and they're continuing to to be behind the curve and that's a bit of a concern because there's a, a strong differential between current interest rates and things like um bond yields there's already a big difference between the two so what happens is the the, the central bank raise their rates and then yields pump higher so they're constantly chasing it all the way up and how long will that go on for is, is going to be another Another problem. So there's many out there that would suggest that what the central bank need to do is to try and get ahead um, of perhaps the bond yields and uh, as a starting point and see if that can have a material impact uh, on demand. Now, one of the biggest problems with the current situation is that it's a supply side um, uh, inflation story. So. What the central banks can do and, and have been very effective at doing is impacting the demand side of um uh of an economy. You know, like so if you increase someone's mortgage, they might have less money to spend elsewhere. So that's that's fundamentally impacting the demand side. But a lot of these the reasons why there's so much demand for stuff is because of limited supply and it's tapered supply and things like that in very specific areas so what it's doing is it's, it's continuing to push prices higher now you might have noticed there's been a, a massive move across the pound um it all goes back to quasi um who's now the new chancellor of the exchequer in the uk um basically putting together a, a, a you know a series of tax cuts um Significant fiscal spending to get through the the, the near term, certainly the energy crisis, um, along with very significant dereg- deregulation in the City of London. So all of that is coming down the pipeline, and, and that's more akin to kind of a a hub like like Singapore. Um, so that was one of the concerns, or one of the major concerns that Europe had would would be that that, that the UK would create a, a a competitive advantage by deregulating and becoming a bit of a, I suppose, a rogue nation to a certain degree. Um, the Conservatives at the time said, no, that's that's nonsense, that's rubbish, but now we've got Liz Truss, um, and that seems to be a, like a, a cornerstone. So what we're seeing is the markets looking at the way that the UK government are now conducting themselves, and they're saying, really that there's very little credibility now uh, in the UK. It seems to be that tax cuts for wealthy people doesn't seem to be uh, an important agenda really, but that's what's being pursued. Yes, it will, you know, it will be of assistance and of help to, you know, certainly the lower and middle class uh, in the UK, but um, proportionally, it it would be far more significant for your higher earners. Um, so it's a little bit of a strange one from that perspective. If you cut taxes, you know, you're cutting across the board. Maybe they could have chosen a more targeted way. Um, but they have their reasons for, for for doing what they're looking to do. So as you can see, you can see how the markets reacted. Um, and if you look at the bond markets across the board, you can see the, the elevated increase. It just shows um, the reason why we, we, we focus as well on, on the bond markets is that it kind of shows you where the fed uh and for example the boe need to be and they're nowhere near um and this creates a bit of a problem so um if you look at the us 10 year uh, 3.7 you know where we're, we're we've just had a 75 basis point rate hike and we're still sort of 50 60 basis points um off the the 10 year now the two-year is 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 gone. It's four point three, so you can see that it's over 100, 110 basis points, just on the left-hand side here with the U.S. dollar. So you're talking about another hundred basis points to get up to speed right now. Let alone in four weeks' time when we'll have the next meeting, or five weeks' time whenever, whenever the date is. I can't quite remember. So um, so this could be this could be. know we could be easily up at five percent which means you could be something like the best part of 200 basis points behind the curve so what they do is they keep pushing higher which is i suppose is it's a step and it shows that the central banks are are um are serious about inflation but are they serious enough to do anything meaningful that's what we would probably question it doesn't look like they're able to do it just yet so what we need to be prepared for is a central bank coming out and saying, we need to have an emergency rate hike to try and, you know, perhaps stabilize the pound, try and get ahead a of the inflation situation. And it's all, it, it's all going to be quite a messy little year end. We would assume now it's likely to present us as traders, you know, we're day traders. Don't forget. So we can be, um, we can be buyers and sellers. Um, as long as we do our analysis properly, you know, today we could be sellers, tomorrow we could be buyers, and we have that level of flexibility in what we do, which is really important. Um, but I'm just saying that that the central banks seem to be so far away from where they need to be. And I do appreciate if you raise interest rates, it it increases the 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 debt, the cost of servicing debt. So it is a double-edged sword um and it is you know a bit of a problem but letting inflation sort of be unsustainably high and maintaining this stagflation is even more uh problematic so what what, you know what do you do unfortunately central banks have been fast asleep for for far too long Uh, a year ago this time last year they were saying inflation's um transitory and it'll maintain under control and don't forget these central banks have an inflation target of two um so they're not even close like 8.3 in the us i think it's over 10 percent now in in the uk so then they're, they're not even close they're not even so this is why there's um you know we're seeing excessive selling um across the board even in a rate hiking environment which is again it's it's really counterintuitive and the currency that's smashing everything is the is the dollar now, that's just recently, what you could add to that is the yen. We we're all looking at the yen continuing to weaken, 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 weaken. weaken. And then you would see like the, the the BOJ step in last week and say, right, well, now we're going to intervene. Now we're going to, now we're going to start buying the yen because it's, it's increasing import prices, and, and that's a bit of a problem for the, the Japanese economy. So they've stepped in. So we've seen massive, massive, massive moves uh, in the yen pairs, and especially when you when you conflate that with the pound so you've got a really weak pound and a really strong yen um, because of the perceived buying we'll see, see sometimes a central bank needs to say we're going to intervene and then everyone will start buying or selling that particular currency um so we'll see how much this is costing the the, the boj in, in the coming days or maybe weeks actually now so there will be a financial cost it's just you know, sometimes the central banks say, "Yeah, we're going to intervene. We're going to start um, strengthening the yen," and then traders globally will just be jumping into those yen pairs and 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 looking to trade as 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 we. You know, we've been doing exactly the same thing, so that will just be applied across the board. So really, it might be market-driven yen strength rather than necessarily um, the the BOJ spending vast amounts of money to to sort. Of, I'm sure they're nudging it along the way, but whether they are the the wholesalers of of uh, uh, this this yen strength trade you know does remain to be seen we, we've seen it before so um so we've got some central bankers we've got Christine Lagarde probably trying to shore up things we've got um yeah I'm sure they'll make some effort to try and you know calm market volatility um we've got the Fed chair due to participate in a panel discussion about digital currencies an, an event hosted by the by the Bank of France in Paris okay um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the whole digital currency thing. Uh, Conceiver confidence, just looking through, Jerome Powell again, I deliver opening remarks uh, at a pre-recorded video. Okay, so probably not likely to be too, too volatile event. GDP, we'll, we'll be hearing from the governor of the, the RBNZ, And then, um, actually a really important news event core PCE price index uh, not to be underestimated it is really what the Fed say that they they, they really focus on so core core PCE is an inflation figure which um, uh, excludes uh, food and energy which is uh which is just kind of bonkers at the moment and um, it, it, it's basically the Fed saying well this is more of a meaningful figure and we want to see this is going to be really quite an important uh, event you can see we've been at elevated levels for quite some time last time we saw a nice drop we're expecting you know quite a strong figure again we'll see if if the overall core pce f- figure actually you know is not as uh as significant as as what it what it what it appears to be and this is really um this is probably the number where the fed need to be at as far as interest rate hikes and, and i think currently it would be, be sort of around the four percent level so we're a little bit off off that and probably need to get ahead of that as well so um i digress just a little bit guys uh, just with um, a lot of the the market developments so where does that leave us uh, let's have a little look at risk so um we we were talking on Friday you know that this market you know we've got strong support in here at the 36 36 and that was the that was the low of the trading day um so another break lower just just implies that we're this is June's low we've been nothing but bearish really for most of this year a few buying trades kicking in around this little period here but um, broadly, our overall bias has always been to the downside and likely to see further downside. The next level to the down is the 3400. So a break below the 36.36 36 is probably a decent uh, selling trade there for us. It's not just a, a daily low, it's a monthly and weekly low as well. So let's see what the low is here. It's the 36.46. So I just want to just just see what this low is exactly. Yeah, it's a 36, 30, 36. Okay, so um, really tough times for these markets. As you can see, we'll come on to the pound in a minute because um, there is a bit of a, certainly a bit of a concern that we, we certainly have. Uh, so we've got all these markets very, very bearish. You see we've broken below june's lows uh, in the dow um and we're above those lows uh in in the nasdaq so this is why our, our preference on friday was was the um was the smp and, and the dow jones so we've got basically the SP hovering around june's lows we've got the dow below June's lows but we have the Nasdaq above June's lows so that that's quite interesting because it just means that you know we can certainly look for further downside in the Dow and perhaps in in the in the Nasdaq and we still need to see a little bit more from um, sorry the the S&P in the Dow we need to see a little bit more from the Nasdaq trade so um, very bearish move it was interesting to see this move uh, to the downside. So a very bearish across all UK asset classes, a very, very bearish day on Friday with good, with good reason. Um, it was a bit slow in coming through, but then when it kicked through, you know, we really saw some very significant selling across the board. Now, something like 80 or 90% of revenue um, for UK 100 FTSE is, is outside the UK. So, you could argue that a devalued pound kind of supports that revenue and supports uh, those companies within um, FTSE. So, it wouldn't be, um, it's understandable to see Friday selling, but it wouldn't be beyond the realms of possibility to actually see a bit of support creep in for the the FTSE market, which is, again, it feels quite counterintuitive and it is. Um, But, you know, we keep an eye on that. The DAX, we've broken again below uh, summer lows. So if I just zoom out a little bit, you know, this is an, an important sort of move there on Friday. Um, it's it's really just very very bearish markets. Uh, even Bitcoin, not not as bearish as as perhaps the market should be, but still that that seventeen thousand six hundred is a very very important low in these markets. So we're not too far away, you know, it's not, it wouldn't be, um, it wouldn't be a good development for those that are desperate to be buying Bitcoin in the biggest bear market we've had, serious bear market we've had for quite some time. And this just takes us back to um, a, little, a little bit of a warning, guys. Um, if you look at the pound, you can see the moves that we've had. Now, with the with the market fundamentals, um, there should be no trade of any kind other than selling opportunities in this in this market. I mean, you can see the bearish nature of it. But what we're finding is we're, we're finding a few of our traders have um, have been looking to 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 buy the the lows. So at each point when this market rolls lower, they're jumping in trying to go against the market condition, and in our opinion that that's that's craziness that just don't do it just don't do it you've got the weight of the market and there's so so much aggressive selling we've had a couple of sort of um really sort of bad situations occur where they're getting caught offside and as you know guys those of you that have been with us a little while now we're always going with market um market direction so our direction in this market is nothing but bearish. We are not looking for buy trades at all. So all we're gonna to look to do is to get every little pullback, even like this, we're looking for the rollover back to the downside. Um, we just gotta sort of carefully assess where that where that place is likely to be and, and see if we can trade it accordingly. So just to clarify, um, when you have such negative market, especially the yen as well, the pound yen, um, now we were selling this on Friday, as many of you know, um, you know, a great day on Friday. Uh, yet again, we've had some a really, some really good weeks. So this is your, this is the intervention on Thursday. This is the selling. We were nothing but sellers, Friday sellers. And today now look at, look at the open, we, we you know, we exploded lower during the Asian session and now we're sort of pulling back quite aggressively. It must be, it must be said. And, um, but you know, under no circumstances are we looking for some buying opportunities in these markets. So I think there's a lesson there for for people to just trade what you see, and, and if if your if your trading strategy it revolves around selling the highs and buying the lows, then you need to do so with with incredible discipline. You can't be frivolous with. With those types of trades they'll chew you up and they'll spit you out and if anyone's trading without stop-loss in these markets then just be prepared to to have your capital burned and um, there is um, in our experience it's it's incredibly naive to be trading without without stop-losses I appreciate there's many out there that are saying to people yes you can you can only make money if you trade with stop-losses that's that's just not the case um, you don't see financial institutions you know trading without a high degree of uh, risk management with each and every trade they get into now there is caveats to that and you hear about those those organizations in the news that get hammered because they were offside on their risk and they didn't control it properly and you know they go bust and and they blow up so that's not really what we want to try and replicate we want to try and replicate Consistency, discipline with our approach, and just be careful about your strategy. If you have a strategy that goes with market um, direction, then we're all in favor of that. If you've got a strategy that goes against market direction, like selling the the pound yen, then you you have to really know what you're doing. So you need some experience under your belt. Uh, you just get one mistake wrong, or you get one decision wrong, you know, you're um, you can be offside, very very easily. So look, it's just a little w- warning. We trade breakout trades in the direction in which the market is moving. Um, or We wait for the pullback trade to get into those trades. So we're not overthinking any of these trades whatsoever. There's no need to. Just look for some selling opportunities. Now this is quite interesting. Like the, the recent um, pound yen sort of reversal is quite an interesting move because if we look at it on a smaller time frame. You can see we had a massive drop, and then the market started to. You know, this is during the Asian session, the market started to retrace. So, what this does is this gives you um, the, the breakout trade below the 154.69. And how many times do we get the pullback trade into that little zone and we get the next opportunity lower? So, all of these can be traded, even, even pullbacks like this, they can be traded um, concisely. So I um, hope, hope that all makes a little bit of sense. Our, our trade plan is remarkably simple and straightforward, guys. It's it's not it's not overly complicated. Um, dollar strength, um, as you can see, some very significant dollar strength. Just be selective again. Um, the dollar is marginally stronger than the yen, which is a bit crazy. We, we should probably see some manipulation coming in in the dollar yen. This is the market that the the, the BOJ are looking to impact. We only had a move in the pound yen because of um, quasi uh, um policies uh, and fiscal spending and tax cuts and things like that. So um, not really, the BOJ wouldn't be happy with this. So will we see some further selling creeping in? We probably will at some point. So the dollar, we're looking at dollar strength, as you can see, uh, pretty much across the board. Just be selective in terms of which ones we're gonna trade. These markets can continue. Uh, you, you might be looking at these markets and thinking, surely we're gonna get a pullback at this point. Well, they can remain, um, markets can remain illogical far longer than you or I can remain solvent. So do remember that when you see these markets, you know, money piling into the downside, just look to go with it. Don't overthink it. Don't don't think, surely this is a, a nice sizable move. And, and maybe buyers will start coming in at these levels. Don't think like that. Just think where's the next opportunity I can sell this market from? It's, it'll be a much more profitable approach uh, for you as a trader if you can do that. So, dollar strength, there's no doubt about it. Uh, US indices weakness, probably selecting the SP and the Dow. Um, the euro has obviously uh, benefited hugely from. Um, and this is quite an important move. Look, look at what this kind of means. Let's see where these highs are up here. There's, there's an awful lot of highs. Um, so we're still not there yet. I thought we were actually just up at these highs up here, but we're actually not, off. we're not, we're up at the 93 uh, cent, uh, pence level. Um, and you can see that the high here is the 95. So we're only, I mean, we pulled back a little bit. Now we're now back at 90, 90 pence. So we are seeing some market response. Um, we're seeing, you know, a lot of turnarounds in these markets. But like I said, what we're going to look to do is to look to trade the trend. So the trend is very much bearish and even all these pullbacks we're going to see where we get the best opportunity you can see look the price of oil is coming right down 77 now um, we were at a peak of uh 126 so um you know like a 40 percent drop or getting close to that so that's positive obviously going into the winter um, very positive it's just bearish across the road isn't it? Uh, across the Across the board. So let's do our trade plan. Um, nothing too like solid risk-off market conditions. Just be a bit more descriptive. Now, if you've got any questions or doubts in these markets currently, you know we've been talking about risk-off markets really all year. We've had some great opportunities. So um so look we're we're much lower in the S P in the Dow Jones. Um that was at the thirty thousand level. The Dow Jones is now uh what are we 29, 29 four hundred? So uh you know a good sort of five hundred point move there. Um with further downside. So let's, um, so let's, so let's, so what we want is U.S. indices, oops, so really probably focusing more so on the S&P 500 and the Dow um dollar strength be selective no doubt about it yen strength be selective um just put this in We're currently seeing a strong reversal in these markets so we want to uh I think that's more than enough. Don't you know? There's two indices, two or three dollar strength trades we'd we'll probably be looking at, and uh, you know, perhaps uh, a couple of yen yen trades. So uh, that really focuses our attention uh, on these trades, and um, and it's mad that we're not talking about currencies like the the euro either. So at the moment, so. um yeah, so interesting times for these markets. You know, Lots of great opportunities likely to be had. So we're gonna go into our live trade room now. We're gonna apply our trade plan. This is what we're looking at. We're looking at US indices to the downside. So what, we, what we're eager to do during the session is to identify which markets are likely to give us the best opportunities. Um, for a whole variety of reasons, we've got indices lower. Um, be selective in terms of the pound. Uh, uh, sorry, in terms of the S&P 500 and the Dow Jones. um, Also, we're looking for dollar strength, you know, like the pound dollar, the dollar CAD perhaps, um, uh, and also yen strength as well. um, You know, certainly primarily the, the pound yen. And we're getting really strong pullback in these markets. So what we're likely to do is to get some decent pullback trading opportunities off so look, on that, on that note, guys, I'll let you go. Thanks very much for joining us. Um, that just about concludes this trade plan session. So any questions, feel free to post them uh, into the chat box and we'll answer them before we conclude, uh, before we close off the broadcast. So look, thanks very much for joining us as always. And to just to let you know, we do trade these markets live every day. We trade the European session from 8 a.m. Uh, and we trade the US trading session from 12.45. So if you wanna join us for those where we actively trade, pure transparent um, trading environment um, and uh, we'll help you along that road and we'll show you how we're able to sort of book in consistent returns and for more information just go to our website thelivetrader.com and we'll we'll speak to you there Um, on that note best of luck for the rest of the trading day it's looking like it's going to be an exciting one and we'll speak to you soon bye for now